Luckily, you have Jeff Wagner to break it down for you. Wagner's rule number one, nothing good happens outside a strip club at 2.30 in the morning. The Department of Justice <laughs> is open on News Radio 620 WTMJ. All right, so first of all. <laughs> when was that from? That was 05. Now, I don't know. I hear Dorothy, then I hear Strip Club in the same <laughs> same open. I don't know who produced that one, but hmm. anyway. Uh, might, so, might have had a meeting after that one. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News and here at WTMJ, T-minus two shows for afternoon host Jeff Wagner. You know, we played the wrong open there. Here's how it should have sounded. Things that happen today can seem pretty strange. Hello? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Luckily, you have Jeff Wagner to break it down for you. Wagner's rule number one, nothing good happens outside a strip club at 2.30 in the morning. The Department of Justice <laughs> is open on News Radio 620 WTMJ. All right, so first of all... <laughs> when was that from? That was 05. Now, I don't know. I hear Dorothy, then I hear strip club in the same, <laughs> same open. I don't know who produced that one, but... Hmm. Anyway, uh, might, so, might have had a meeting after that one. A uh, great time last night. So downtown, uh, the the station and the company, Good Karma Brands, threw Jeff a little party. So a lot of his uh, close friends, former coworkers, and a bunch of us here from WDTMJ were at St. Kate's for a big old party last night, which was pretty neat. See a lot of folks from back in the day. Yeah, some uh, some of the old uh, reps and some of the old GMs and whatnot were there, which were cool. I talked to Fran. You hear so much about Fran, his wife. Uh, just a quick little nugget here. So here's their plan moving forward. So what are you going to do? Are you excited? What are you guys going to do? Are you gonna, okay. We love golfing. Yeah. We both golf here, and we yeah. both will golf there. And friends and family. Sure. And, you know, yeah, I mean, we love to go out to different restaurants. I think we'll do that a little bit more in different places. So we'll see you guys out and about then. Yeah. Well, we are now, but probably more in the North Shore because it's close. So sure. now we can venture out a little bit. Well, congratulations. Good luck. You might need it. Who knows? No, I think he he, he likes to read. Okay. Number one, I can't sit still. Number two, <laughs> I don't, and he would tell you that. So we probably are compatible because I'll leave him alone and go, and mm-hmm. he can read, and I keep on going. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Congratulations. So a great time last night, but I, I must say the, uh, the most impressive person at the party was Mr. Pancake over here. Oh, yeah. Greg rolls in. He had a ringer with him. <laughs> with his kid. He's got the baby Aww. carrier. He's got a, you know, carrying little Levi. Looked like dad of the year. <laughs> yeah, you upstaged Wagner <laughs> with yeah, a baby? For a moment. Yeah, I wasn't trying to. I was just trying to introduce him to the next generation of WTMJ fans. I said, here's the legacy you're leaving behind. And it was a cool moment for my kiddo to meet uh, the man. Son, I wanted you to see this. Indeed. One yeah. moment. Exactly. Uh, tell me I'm wrong, Debbie. Everyone thought Greg was the coolest one for Evan. Oh, baby absolutely, there. absolutely, bouncing away there with the with oh, the little yeah, squishy man. guy. Yeah. So well done. <laughs> Not nice by work. intention, but man, oh, he's no, cute. Way to steal the spotlight. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he stole the spotlight from the epic macaroni and cheese bar. <laughs> That's right. There was a mac and cheese bar. That's right. Oh, he's going to wear white at a wedding next. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Six fifteen on Wisconsin's morning news. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. A great night to be a Bucks fan as Milwaukee continues on with their home win streak, thrashing the Indiana Pacers in a historic night at Pfizer Forum. War gets the ball taken away by Beasley, feeds it ahead. Giannis, here comes the exclamation, flushes it through. How about a clean 64 for the Greek Freak? The freakish flyer takes off again. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as the Bucks beat the Pacers by a final of 140 to 126, securing their 17th win of the season. Giannis adding to his accolades, scoring a career high. You heard it there, 64, setting a franchise single-game scoring record, passing Michael Red's 57 that was set in 2006. But not all was quiet as the game ended. The Indiana Pacers reportedly. Taking the game ball, Giannis wanted the game ball. He wanted to give it to his mom following setting a new Bucks record. But apparently the Indiana Pacers walked off with it. And a, and a, I don't want to say a fight, but, you know, a commotion what? occurred no <laughs> after the game. Giannis going into the locker room and in response, a few players entered the hallway to the visiting locker room. They were searching for that ball. They apparently found the ball, Chris Haynes of TNT. Uh, reporting that it was able to be retrieved, but Giannis, he's he's still not so sure it's the ball. I have the ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It feels like a brand new ball. Like I can I can tell. I played 35 minutes today. You know I know how the the game ball felt. Ball that I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom for sure. But uh, I don't know if it's actually the game balls. But it's 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 okay. You know life should continue. I, so he thinks he doesn't actually have the ball. So the Pacers kept it from there's him. There's video of the, yeah. them all yelling at each other in the hallway. Yeah, there, there's there's some Giannis pointing at Tyrese Halliburton, the uh, the kid from Oshkosh, saying, telling him, "Go get that ball now." He's <laughs> telling the Pacers player, "Go get that ball now." And you can understand if you're Giannis. It's first off, you're in Milwaukee. You set a single season franchise record of 64 points scored in a game. That, that may never happen again. It, never mind Giannis. Like, do you just get to walk out of our gym yeah, with our ball? Yeah, why do they take why <laughs> right? did they take it? Isn't that doesn't that belong so to Pfizer? According to Rick Carlisle, the head coach for the Pacers, it was one of the rookies' first point that was scored. He, Don't scored, care. he scored a single point. So they wanted <laughs> that him to ball. have the ball. So, do it at your own place then. Yeah. There is um isn't that like an unspoken rule in sports? Like even if you hate the other player, like, okay, mm-hmm. he got a hit. All right, here's the ball. You yeah. throw him the ball in a yeah. baseball game. Like in this case, like it's just it's a professional expectation, isn't it? Yeah, like I would imagine so. But so, I guess if the, if the rookie has a claim to the ball, then I guess y'all work it out. But, but <laughs> I think if I'm the but, I think if but I'm the rookie, there, yes, sir. Here's your ball. But to keep it fair, that rookie scored a point in the in-season tournament. But it was oh in the, man, let him have so that ball. Have but it was that? in the game. Yeah. It was in the final game, which does not count on the team's <laughs> record. Who cares? It was your. So first they're not point. sure if it's an official point. So that's where the. The confusion lies. Giannis wanted his ball. Yeah, that's Giannis' it. ball. That's, that's Giannis' ball. So, I, so base, basketball does that too, huh? Yeah. So you get to keep the game ball. If yeah, you a score lot of the time. So Adrian Griffin, when he won his first game as he Bucks head the coach, the the team presented him the game ball. I'm glad a rookie didn't score. When Giannis <laughs> passed, when Giannis uh, passed, um, I forgot who he passed for most assists uh, in franchise record. Another record he broke. Uh, they awarded Giannis the game ball. So, our gym, our ball. It's going to get better, though. Oh, excuse me. It's going to get better, though. Bucks match up with Indiana uh, on January first. <laughs> After falling to six and seven with the loss to the Giants on Monday night, the Packers are back out in the practice field Wednesday, getting set for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Unfortunately for the Pack, the injury list grew longer on Monday. Head coach Matt Lafleur, I'm preparing for a first place team without even knowing 
who will be able to play on Sunday. That's the nature of our business, and you got to get other guys ready to play. And, um, you know, we're not the only team that goes through that. So I mean, Tampa was missing a bunch of guys last week, um, multiple people on the defense side of the ball. And so we all have, we all have our similar issues. A.J. Dillon, Quay Walker, and Christian Watson among those who did not practice. And lastly, Vinny, the Wisconsin Badgers women's volleyball in Tampa tonight with a chance to head back to the national championship. The Badgers will match up with Texas in the Final Four tonight at 8.30. Winner advancing to the national championship on Sunday afternoon. 6.20 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on a Thursday morning. While the need for some families in getting help to put food on the table is year-round, there's always a special emphasis around the holidays, of course. We talk about, can you volunteer at a food pantry? Can you help out? Can you give for families in need around this time of year? I talk with the director of the Jewish Community Pantry in Milwaukee about that and the importance of their mission to help anyone in the community who needs it. Much as you know, food insecurity is kind of tugs at the heartstrings because it's something folks face every day. It's really special to provide a holiday meal where people can come together around food, just like you and I do. Heidi Gould is director of the Jewish Community Pantry. It's not located at the JCC in Whitefish Bay. It's at 29th and Center in Milwaukee, which should tell you it's about serving the whole community. Jewish community is in our title. But interestingly, over 90% of the individuals we serve are residents of Milwaukee who are not Jewish. So we are there for the community when they are experiencing food emergency or when they are in need. And they're in need not just of food, but healthy food. We are trying to distribute as many nutritious foods as possible. And right when you walk in the door, we have fresh fruits and vegetables set up like a farmer's market. We usually give out between one and two pallets of fresh produce every time that we're open. Then we also have low-fat dairy, and then we also have lean meats like chicken breast and fish. And also providing food for the soul. Heidi recalls a special connection she made after she just herself returned from maternity leave to the pantry and a new mother, days removed from a C-section, walked to the center in search of baby formula. We both kind of broke out into tears because I had, I, I couldn't even leave my house at six days postpartum. And so the fact that she was, she was doing what she needed to do to feed her other kids. She had to get formula for her baby. She was there because she had to be there, but she also felt so much gratitude that she was coming to a warm and welcoming space with volunteers who were going above and beyond to help meet her needs. Meeting the needs of thousands since 1976. Vince Vetrano, WTMJ News. The pantry is driven by dozens of trained volunteers, and they always need more. So if you want to help particularly in this season or you'd like to help with a donation, you can start at the Jewish Community Center website. That's jcc.org. A historic night for Giannis. How many points did he drop? Brandon Snide's got sports at 645. Did you look at this picture carefully? Carefully? Because I'm not sure, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But I think I see a nipple. <laughs> All right, so it's not that bad. It's not quite that bad, but it appears there is a snafu in the royal family's Christmas card. 
So not the out. king. No, this the is princes, Prince William. Prince William and Kate and their three little ones. If you look at the photo and viral, of course, social media going nuts over this. You won't have to look hard if you need to see it. <laughs> follow along. Prince Louis, the middle kid, the middle child, appears to be, or the youngest, I'm sorry. He appears to be missing a finger. Uh, Kate appears to not have a leg. And one of Louis's legs is a little bit swollen, <laughs> oddly. So it looks like a Photoshop snafu, kind of. I didn't notice the... I'm just looking at it over Eric's shoulder. I didn't notice the legs at first, but I definitely noticed the finger. <laughs> so he had it lopped off. <laughs> and why that would have happened and how that happened, it, there hasn't been a lot of discussion and explanation as to... Why that Photoshop is so bad? I still don't know if so. Who actually... raised the issue? Is the prince's oh. family like somehow raising a no, like, social hey, media? Social oh, media is okay. going nuts over this. Everyone's going, "What's wrong with Prince Louis? Where is his finger?" <laughs> and different things like that. And why does Kate miss a, missing a leg? Uh, prince Louis, of course, five years old. So they're all in this picture. And is it a matter of Photoshop or is it just the angle? Do you think? I, or... I think it might just be the angle. But Kate does appear to be missing a leg, which I can't quite figure <laughs> out. Which actually, she, which she is not. We've run into this a little bit. Actually, our card this year, unfortunately, everyone has their digits, but um, my <laughs> youngest... Good start. Like the little graphic that's printed on there that says like Joy or whatever. Yes, it's like whatever a you got. swoop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that swoop like covers a little bit of Bryn's face Whoa. in our Christmas <laughs> card this year. So, oh well. Did, has she noticed? <laughs> she has not. Okay. She has not. I don't think she'll think of it. It's very tiny, but it's it's there right in the front of her face. So. Yeah, are you prepared for when she notices? <laughs> yeah, well, she'll, I'm sure she'll bring it up if she's looked at the pictures, which I doubt she has yet. But she knows she's the favorite anyway, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she assumes so, that. And that's all we'll, good. We'll declare that to everybody. <laughs> Sorry, boys. 639 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Everyday Hero on Wisconsin's Morning News. Everyday Hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Azura Memory Care. This is when we celebrate the average John or Jane Doe who had no idea when they got up that morning they would be saving a life. We head to Bogota. A man is in his apartment. He's probably on the fourth story, fourth floor of his apartment. Yeah, it looks like it. All of a sudden, raging fire up above on the fifth floor. So what happens? People are getting out of there. There's video now of this. People just running out of the building, evacuating the building. But there's a woman on the fifth floor, on the top floor, who is trapped. And there's smoke pouring out of the windows in her unit. Whether or not we know that's where the fire started, we don't know this. And there's video of this, and it's incredible. So what does this guy do? He's a floor below her. He realizes this is happening. He looks up through the window, up to the second floor, or to the next higher floor, and sees her. She hands him her dog. So smoke billowing out. You saw the video, right? She's holding the dog, hands it down a floor to him outside the window, to his window, and then he brings that into his unit. Okay, dog's safe, but she's still hanging outside the window. Yes. So then he's going to help her transfer from her floor out the window into his window a floor below. This did not look at all like oh it was working. Oh my gosh. You could like the adrenaline started to fire up when we were watching the video because you immediately thought that she was going to flip and fall For down. Sure. She For sure. For sure. Her legs first. One Works leg. all the time in the movies. So he's standing yeah, all the time. He's standing. So he's standing on the outside of the window with his hands up in the air grabbing her one leg as she's got one leg swung over. Then she's able to get her other leg swung over and he basically she lets go, and he pulls, 
as she lets go and she goes, boom, falls into the window and is saved. Both of them get out, this guy being hailed a hero right now. In fact, in Bogota, they don't even know who this guy is yet. They're still trying to identify who this hero is. Well, we know what apartment he was in. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? They'll find him. Let's find They'll him. find him. How about that? Saving a life and a dog. Everyday Hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Behind a franchise record-setting 64 points, Giannis and the Bucks beat Indiana on Wednesday night by a final of 140-126. to With the victory, the Bucks improving to 17-7 on their season. The NFL has announced on Wednesday it has approved an international game in Brazil for 2024. Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network also reporting there could be as many as eight international games come 2025. The UWM Panthers fell to Lawnwood on Wednesday night, this one by a final of 80-67. to With the loss, the Panthers now falling to 4-7. and And lastly, the Wisconsin Badgers women's volleyball team is in Tampa Bay today with a chance to head back to the national championship. The Badgers will match up with Texas tonight in the final four. That is set for 8-30. Winner advancing to the national championship on Sunday afternoon. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. Unstoppable, incredible, magnificent, and remarkable. All adjectives that you and I have used over the past decade to describe the greatness of the Greek Freak. And on Wednesday night, after setting yet another franchise record, if he hadn't already, cemented his legacy in Milwaukee as the greatest ever. Franchise record after franchise record, most points scored, most assists, most blocks, and now most points in a game scored, all belonging to Giannis. Move over Kareem, slide back Oscar. This pedestal is now set for a man who has lifted new heights and expectations on a city that was once in fear of losing our team. Look, life as a Bucks fan hasn't always been the easiest. You can make the argument he has already surpassed the greatness of the guys that I mentioned prior after winning it all in 2021. But after last night, it now needs to become crystal clear amongst all Bucks fans everywhere that the throne in Milwaukee is now one that Giannis resides on. In a league where superstars are constantly changing scenery, looking for the beach, nightlifes, and other stars, Giannis has built a new culture in Milwaukee, and one that has proven to be a winner. You can point to what he does on the court and make the argument, and then you sprinkle in the fact of what he does off the court, and it helps grow his legacy even more. He is, in my opinion, without question, the greatest Milwaukee buck ever, both on and off the court. Imagine someone telling you this 10 years ago when that skinny kid from Greece made his way across the stage in New York. 2013. A year that changed the fate of a city, an organization, and fans worldwide. Coming up on 653 Wisconsin's Morning News, the U.S. House in a party line vote Wednesday night did go ahead and authorize that impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, a day which began with an emphatic denial from the president's son, Hunter, that this is anything but a politically motivated attack. And in the depths of my addiction... I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. There's no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. ABC News national correspondent Stephen Portnoy back with us on the program live from Washington this morning. Morning, Stephen. Hey, fellas. Hey, so basic facts first. This is an impeachment inquiry. So what exactly does that mean? What will we see and hear from the House as they move forward with this? Well, a lot of it will go on behind the scenes. And yesterday's vote was meant to formalize a process that's that's already been underway for months. And it's meant to give some oomph 
to the legal efforts to enforce subpoenas, to get the administration to turn over evidence, testimony that Republicans say the White House has been blocking because the House hasn't taken this formal step. Now it has, squarely along party lines, and the hope and expectation of Republicans is as they go into court, if they have to, to enforce their subpoenas for things such as emails uh, that, that Joe Biden was said to have sent or received back when he was vice president, that uh, the actions of the House will be persuasive on federal judges when it comes to enforcing uh, the House's uh, you know, interest in getting these, these materials. So as far as an impeachment goes, we don't even know what the charges would be. Well, that's right, because the evidence isn't there yet. It's really interesting, and Democrats are calling it a fishing expedition, but the bottom line is Republicans are still looking for evidence that would back up their supposition, their claim, that Joe Biden, as vice president, took actions to benefit his son and brother's business, or that Joe Biden personally benefited from that business, both charges the white house forcefully denies you heard hunter biden deny it yesterday he used the word financially involved republicans seized on that and said that maybe he's trying to that uh, uh, hunter biden's trying to parse the situation and uh, you know maybe joe biden was more involved than they have said for years there's testimony that on more than 20 occasions the president was engaged in conversations with or at a dinner table with or maybe even traveled with some of Hunter Biden and James Biden's clients. But the testimony also is that those engagements were, hey, how you doing? How's the weather? Not anything substantive about what those clients were after from the U.S. government. So, Stephen, in terms of whether or not we hear from Hunter Biden, he was there on Capitol Hill. He said, I'm happy to go in there right now as long as we do it all out in the open. Republicans didn't take him up on that. These were closed door proceedings yesterday. Do we does he ultimately is he ultimately compelled to testify then closed door under this new authority? Not necessarily. And look, um, one big question is, what will the House do about this Hunter Biden testimony question? They've already talked about contempt proceedings. They have a couple of different options. All right. One is to pass a contempt resolution that would then go to the Justice Department with the expectation that federal prosecutors will charge Hunter Biden with contempt of Congress and that he'll have to pay the penalty for that. Whether, you know, it might even include, you know, time in jail. We're, we're looking at uh, a couple of cases from the House January 6th committee uh, of Trump era officials who thumb their nose at subpoenas, and they have been found guilty of contempt, and they're facing months in jail. Steve Bannon, uh, Paul, uh, Peter Navarro, right? They're, they're, they're appealing those convictions, but, but that, that's one outcome. Another outcome, which is really esoteric, and no one's really seriously discussing it, but it's fun to mention, is this idea of <laughs> the inherent contempt power of the House of Representatives. The theory is, and it hasn't been employed in about 90 years, that the House of Representatives can send the sergeant at arms to bring Hunter Biden to the, to the Capitol, to have him stand in the well of the House for a vote, to have him jailed in the Capitol until he provides the testimony that House investigators are seeking. This last happened, I think, in 1935. Uh, it's constitutional, apparently. Wow. Uh, and that's some old-timey stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't expect that that will happen. I think you know the law has kind of sort of uh, up, updated itself generally when it comes to the power of congressional committees to compel testimony. Think of the, the Red Scare and all the impact that people taking the fifth hat on American jurisprudence in this area. But uh, the bottom line is Republicans have a couple of choices to make. How aggressively are, gonna they, are they going to pursue this? And might they still wind up hitting a brick wall when it comes to whether the Justice Department will try to haul Hunter Biden into court on not just the other charges that he already faces from federal prosecutors, but, but this issue of providing testimony. It's a mitigating circumstance for Hunter that he is 
saying that he's willing to testify in public. Republicans say, yes, but here's the way we do things. We demand a closed-door deposition so we can prepare for that public testimony. ABC News National Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Thanks for the time, sir. You bet.